You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast presented by Rumors Comedy Club. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We're going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. And welcome back. This is an exciting episode as we talk about comedy and turning myself into a new comedian. That's right. I have never performed in front of a live audience any stand-up comedy. I'm taking the bold move to try to do so. Uh, and I am not funny. I'm only funny looking. And so this is going to be a lot of work. Uh, what we're going to do is build a set over time. Uh, and we're going to bring awesome comedians into this for their advice, feedback, wisdom, and build a funny comedy routine that will present live in front of uh, an audience. Uh, in uh, 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 We'll present this opportunity. We'll present what we're going to create here uh, and, and make it something that will be special and memorable, I'm sure, for, for everybody uh, and for you listening to enjoy this journey as we have. So what we're going to do is create a comedy routine. So I'm going to be each episode building uh, off of this routine, uh, and it's going to be focused on me. That's right. I am your host, Darcy Silver, and I have multiple jobs. Uh, funny enough, I'm a man and I'm named Darcy. That is true. Uh, I am Jewish, and that means that I must be uh, successful at everything, right? And there's trillions of us, yet we actually remain small in number. Uh, I do have uh, political views and interested to see how things are going to unfold uh, as we're living in such a crazy time. Uh, I am married. I have five kids. I have several pet peeves, uh, several goals, challenges, problems. So we're going to uncover all these different things in a comedy routine, building together material based off myself. Uh, and we'll tackle various components of these and learn about the different styles of comedy and how to incorporate these jokes appropriately uh, into a, a set. Uh, so thinking about all the different things that are going on in life, right? We're trying to connect and create uh, synergies with the audience. So thinking about the different things that I'm going through, I'm sure there's several men on the call, uh, men listening to this podcast, uh, and maybe you can relate to some of these challenges that we have. Uh, you know, several of us have relationships, several of us have kids, uh, you know, thinking about what type of humor we hear, uh, starting at a young age, you know, it's, it's part, it's potty humor, you know, playing safety and doorknob. Uh, can you imagine us as adults playing safety and doorknob where all of a sudden, you know, someone passes a little whoop and, you know, uh, people are starting to hit them until they touch a doorknob. Uh, that's right. If you are not familiar with this game, uh, I played it growing up as a kid and literally you pass gas and you have to say safety. If you don't, and if someone else says doorknob, then you have to run and touch a doorknob or they can freely hit you. And 
it is a awesome game if you haven't played it, but as an adult, it might not be so appropriate. Uh, but still people have that sense of humor and it is, uh, <laughs> uh, something that, uh, sometimes is impossible to grow out of. Uh, and that humor, you know, might manifest itself in business, uh, and people that have funny senses of humor, they maybe have created a, uh, a company and, you know, car 69, uh, is somewhat special and unique. 69 is, uh, a number that many people laugh when they hear, uh, 420 is another number that people hear and have associations with, uh, and anybody knows what those are, uh, anybody that doesn't come to college and you'll get a quick explanation of it right here. Uh, so thinking about how do we create, uh, humor in life, uh, people will go to different lengths to do so, uh, by taking their, their senses of humor and, and applying it. Uh, and so building this comedy routine, it's easy to poke fun of ourselves because we are the target, the butt of our own jokes and, and that's okay. Right. Uh, and so I am a man, I am, my name is Darcy and I have to admit, I, I hated that name. It was always very difficult growing up, got made fun of just for my name. I had no choice, uh, in what that was. And until I got to college and Pride and Prejudice was something that ladies have heard of and, you know, a character, Mr. Darcy, that all of a sudden it became a wonderful name and great association. And, you know, I lived that part every day uh, as I always put my foot in my mouth. Uh, and so, you know, one thing at one point in life can be that challenge and in another way can be a great opportunity and blessing. So we always have to look at how do we find the humor in life? Uh, it happens to be that uh, I am Canadian and, you know, it, it, there are a lot of hockey players named Darcy. So big burly men, you know, that are able to take uh, the name and make it something that uh, isn't normally uh, in the U S anyway, uh, as common. Uh, and, create that stereotype to be more, more equally balanced. Uh, what are some, some funny names that people have, you know, and the associations that they have, uh, is, is there anything that can be done about it? Uh, you know, I know some people that have very, very challenging names and, uh, you know, they are the butt of many jokes. Uh, it sometimes, you know, can be, uh, a challenge based off of education. Other times it's a challenge, uh, socially, uh, so how do we deal with those situations and, you know, find the humor in it and, and be okay with it? Uh, I have some, some form of dyslexia. I keep looking at things and I, I read it inappropriately. Uh, and I saw something that was, you know, Car Canva, Carvana, uh, what is it? You know, uh, the blend of those words together become confusing and all of a sudden it looks like a cabana, uh, uh, Cohiba, uh, climax. It's what is it? Uh, all these words getting jumbled together. Uh, and so when we look at certain things, there's, there's a saying that goes here, you know, look, but don't touch touch, but don't insert insert, but don't climax climax, but don't enjoy it. All right. Enjoy it. It's going to cost you 18 years. So enjoy it. And it's done. Look, look, no, no, don't look, don't look. Uh, as I have five kids, I'm an expert in this, uh, look, but don't touch. Okay. 
Uh, I have five kids and no leash. So they're running around all over the place. And it is a challenge, you know, going from soccer practice to uh, swimming to school to all the different things that uh, go into growing uh, amazing human beings. And at the same time, uh, being able to create with them new types of jokes. Uh, So thinking about this type of humor that we need to create and incorporating them into things, one of the one of the uh, things that we were able to do is take them onto campus, uh, bring them into UNLV to be part of a, uh, a a show, and let them create their own type of experience in it. Uh, on YouTube, you see these types of takeovers, right, where their kids take over the business, and so you'll see our kids all of a sudden taking over love seats and turning it into what they want with it, and it is risky, right? It is all of a sudden, you know, where does that creative mind go? And the level of expression uh, when it doesn't have as many, uh, you know, phobias around the negativity, you know, that could come from it, you really get true uh, creative excitement and expression. So taking a look at that relationship with your kids, trying to understand how do you let them be who they want to be, and be okay with that, no matter what is part of adulting at, at, at this new level. Uh, this generation has has taken over, right? And we're setting that bar, and the kids have some sort of minds of their own and are articulate enough and you know connected to technology enough to figure things out on their own often. So how do we build that relationship in a way that still gives some guidance and control and enjoy. And I think we can accomplish that through comedy. And so looking at comedy in a whole new way by making it clean as opposed to inappropriate, right? So it's, it's appropriate for all age levels, but still having some adult information in there. If you look at Disney, they, they do a pretty great job of this, of being kid oriented, yet still having uh, adult humor tones to it. Uh, and it might be sexual in relation, it might be gambling in relation or, you know, addictive personalities almost that certain characters have and display and, you know, very relatable as well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it is something that kids are being exposed to, uh, and they start to build that humor off of what they see and repeat and, making sure that it is appropriate, right? So those, those typical daily observations become uh, very important. Uh, there was a, a recent trip to the water park, uh, you know, looking at a water park. It's pretty, pretty interesting as a business. You know, there's lots of things going on, uh, safety, you know, of kids and drowning and the policies around it. The people that are hired are kids that are there, you know, for a summer job. So uh, are, are they most prepared and, you know, paying attention? Uh, there's all sorts of distractions of people wearing bikinis, you know, should they all be wearing wetsuits? Can you imagine, you know, if all of a sudden uh, the water park made a requirement, everyone needs to have a wetsuit, needs to be fully clothed if they want to participate uh, that would be uh, an amazing <laughs> differentiator and disruptor, I think. Uh, we'll see how long they last. But, uh, you know, making sure everyone's comfortable with all sorts of things, what what boundaries are set and created and how do you expand upon it uh, is uh, you know, important for all businesses to think about. 
and you know what is the goal of any business it, it is usually to to make money right and provide some value that's unique uh, uh differentiated innovation uh and so i think you know ha- having water park having water parks have uh these new policies in place m- might be great you know let's try to debate some topics in in the process here you know should re- water parks require bikinis to be worn by everybody or wetsuits to be re- required by everybody uh they certainly require you know you have to have a life jacket if you're below a certain age and there's certain height requirements so all sorts of rules and policies that can be set, you know, how extreme can it be taken and people complying to those rules if they want to participate in whatever the experience is. Often you click, you know, agreeing to whatever terms on any website. Uh, they made fun of this on South Park. If you uh, are fans and have seen, you know, them signing their life away over and over and over again by just agreeing to whatever terms of the site is that they're not paying attention to. Uh, and so always needing to, to be careful with what you do, uh, and thinking about how do we create better habits? You know, can we fashion together, uh, a process that everyone is, uh, appreciative of and enjoying often humor is subjective. And so finding how to be funny in a way that is appropriate to everybody. Uh, one of the techniques uh, we touched on a little bit was, one-liners, right? There's the classics that exist uh, in terms of jokes, you know, like the knock-knock and who's there or why did the chicken cross the road? Uh, you know, some of these these jokes, you know, why, why don't scientists trust atoms? Uh, because they make up everything. What did one wall say to the other wall? I'll meet you at the corner. Why don't skeletons fight each other? They don't have the guts. How do you organize a space party? You plan it. Why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they might crack up. Oh, what's brown and sticky? A stick. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in the field. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it was too tired. How does a penguin build its house? It glues it together. All right. Those were amazing jokes, right? Quick one-liners. Thank you, chat GTP. Well, I thought it was pretty funny myself, but the delivery of it matters. You know, how do you tell a joke? The timing, the emphasis on the right syllable matters. So we're going to try this again. And we're going to now focus in on the delivery and see if it can become even better. Why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. What did one wall say to the other wall? I'll meet you at the corner. Why don't skeletons fight each other? They don't have guts. How do you organize a space party? You plan it. Why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they might crack up. What's brown and sticky? A stick. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it was too tired. How does a penguin build its house? It glues it together.
All right. So as you can see, you know, humor is subjective. What one person finds funny, another might not. So you might have put a smile on your face. You might have heard these before. You might be telling them to your kids next. Feel free. Now, turning this into something a little bit more substantial, we're going to focus in on myself, right? So uh, my name is Darcy, and I am living the dream in Las Vegas. Well, more like living the buffet line in Las Vegas, right? Uh, if we're being honest, I mean, you know, we all love food and they brought it back. They finally have it. Uh, that matzo ball soup is so good. You know, it could feed a small village. Uh, you know, I, I am a little overweight and it is Vegas and it is a challenge. I walk into the casino and the slot machines light up because they hit the jackpot, not because of me. Uh, I like a one, I'm like a one man show shaking the floor. Whenever I go, they should put a sign up in front of me saying caution, heavy object in motion. But let's talk about being married with five kids. That's like having your own reality TV show without the cameras. It's a constant circus. I mean, who needs the strip when you've got a living room full of toys, spilled juice and kids screaming, dad, watch this. I've just waited for TLC to knock on my door and offer me a contract. And speaking of being Jewish, have you ever tried explaining Hanukkah to five kids? It's like trying to teach advanced physics to a room full of monkeys. Okay, kids, so we have eight nights of presents, but don't get too excited. It's mostly socks and underwear. Happy Hanukkah. But let's not forget, this is my first time doing stand-up, and boy, I am nervous. I mean, the closest thing I've come to performing is doing puppet shows in my living room with no clothes on. And even then, I was heckled by my own kids. They're a tough crowd, let me tell you. But hey, we're here for a good laugh, right? And if I can make just one person in this audience forget about the problems they had for a few minutes and focus on mine and crack a smile, then I've done my job. So buckle up, folks, because we're about to embark on a wild ride through the life of Darcy. That's right. In all seriousness, though, I am a dad, and that is tough. And they want to do everything all at the same time and talk over each other to get it. It is chaotic, exhausting, and hectic. Sometimes I feel like I'm auditioning for a circus clown role, but I'm also the host and have to sell the tickets and feed them and then clean up after and then go to bed and do it again and again and again. But there is joy and love in this, I have been told, and countless moments that should make it worthwhile. So we encourage you to do what you need to do to enjoy that life moment. And I appreciate you listening to this and give me your feedback and advice. So that was a very high, quick storytelling version of a joke. And that was my joke of my life. <laughs> All right. So thinking about that style of comedy, right? That was more of a storytelling. Uh, there was the one-liners in there. Uh, now, if we were to follow Mitch Hedberg, his approach, we're going to see some, some different ways and see if any of them, you know, hit that Mitch Hedberg tone. I used to play tennis, but then I realized I was just hitting a fuzzy ball back and forth for no reason. So now I throw it at people and run away. I bought a map of the world, but it was in, all in Braille. I guess they thought blind people were really into geography. I don't like using elevators. They're always trying to bring me down. I saw a sign that said, watch for children. And I thought, 
That sounds like a fair trade. I brought a dictionary. I bought a dictionary, but when I opened it, all the words were in the wrong order. I didn't know if it was coming or going. I hate it when people say, you can't have your cake and eat it too. What's the point of having cake if you can't eat it? That's like having a fork and being told you can't stab somebody with it. I tried to lose some weight, so I went on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. I don't understand why people say break a leg for good luck. If I broke my leg, I'd consider that pretty unlucky. I bought a dog from a blacksmith, but it was a real disappointment. All it does is sit there and make swords. I went to, to I went to, I went to, <laughs> there's that dyslexia. I went to a karate class, but it was just a bunch of people waving their arms around and making strange noises. I think I accidentally walked into a bird watching club. I used to play hide and seek, but they, but then they found me behind a closed door. I bought a dictionary that was missing the definition of the word dictionary. I bought a dictionary that was missing the definition of the word dictionary. That's irony for you. I have a fear of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting over it. I tried to catch some fog, but I missed. I saw a sign that said, watch for children. I thought, that sounds like a fair trade. Wait a second, that one sounds familiar. I once fell asleep in an elevator. It was wrong on so many levels. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt. I said, I don't need a receipt. I just eat it here. I don't have a girlfriend, but I do know a woman who would be mad at me for saying that. I used to be a baker, but I couldn't make enough dough. All right. Well, I think that one ended it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, of all those, my personal favorite was I used to be a baker, but I couldn't make enough dough. I guess that's a, a pun, right? There used to be a game that I played with, with my friends and it was, I have a job and someone would respond, what's your job? And you'd say, uh, it's a, the, or I have a business. What's the business? It's the limo business. How's it going? It's a stretch, right? That was a fun game. Let's think about that for a second, if we can turn that in to a fun thing. So different types of jobs and turning it into a pun. And let's see what you guys can come up with as well. And I'm going to post this podcast and in the comments, you'll give us your responses. All right. So I am a, I have a business. What's your business? It's the cooking business. How's it going? It's pot. Now, eh, er, that was horrible. All right, so let's go something better here. Uh, I I have a business. What's your business? It's a restaurant business. How's it going? It's cooking. There we go. All right, we're back on track here. All right, I have a business. It's the casino business. How's it going? It's a jackpot. I have a business. What's your business? It's the TV business. How's it going? They're striking still. <laughs> oh, that's right. There has been a strike and it is impacting all, all, all of live entertainment, uh, actually, which is, which is pretty amazing uh, how important it is. And as you've just experienced, chat GDP won't correct those uh, uh, experiences. You can't just take uh, some AI and make it really what it needs to be. 
so support your writers and co comedians. Uh, as you can see here, we need their support to make this funny. And, and so we look forward to having some special guests that are going to be joining us here and talking through this journey that we're on to build this routine about the founder of Love Seats, Darcy Silver, who is living in Las Vegas and trying to create comedy. Can it be done? So far, not so good, but we will get there. Thank you for bearing with us as we uh, go on this journey of the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can join us live at UNLV for UNLV Comedy Week, November 6th through 9th inside the Richard Tam Alumni Center at UNLV. You can get your tickets at loveseats.com forward slash UNLV Comedy Week. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V-S-E-A-T-S, -E all one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.